Hello there. Thank you for downloading my podcast, Don't Believe the Hype, the podcast where I, Josh Pugh, speak to other comedians about the things that they think are overrated. This week's episode is with friend and comedian Lauren Patterson. Lauren is a very good comedian. Uh, Geordie Lass, I think that's what they say up there. Uh, we first met 2016, 2017, did our debut shows at Edinburgh in the same year. Hers was uh, nominated for awards. Much more critically acclaimed, better written, funnier, more well-structured, um, just better all round. But the tables have turned and now she's on my podcast, actually doing me a big favour. She's got a much bigger profile than me, uh, much more well-respected. Don't know if you can hear that. That is my neighbour having some... Um, can you hear that? Having his aerial fixed on his roof. I didn't even know those aerials actually did anything anymore. I thought it was all... Um, Okay, it's, thank you. They've look, seen me looking out the window. I look hard as fuck. I've, I hope they can't hear this, actually. Uh, let's just get into the episode. This is Lauren Patterson. Thanks very much. Yes. It's going to be controversial. What? Why have you chose bacon, Lauren Patterson? I potentially think it's now working in a cafe has made me think bacon is overrated because it used to be, like, such a treat. Like, oh, we might have, like, a bacon sandwich once a week on a weekend or something. And yeah. now I have to cook yeah. it, like, every day and prep up trays and trays of it every day. I'm like, you know what? It's not even that nice. It's not, not even it's that like, nice. It's like the go-to argument against veganism, isn't it, is, is bacon. How can you do without yeah. bacon? And I used to be like that a few years ago. I'd be like, oh, could you live a life without bacon? Oh, how pathetic. And now I'm like, I could easily live without bacon. Honestly, it would not impact... My I, day at all. Well, it would actually massively impact your day if you if you're refusing to deal with bacon in your current situation. <laughs> but I, I've gone there recently. The menu. We've started hitting up uh, the butchers recently. So once you've had bacon from the butchers, you can't Ooh. go back to supermarket bacon. It's it's in, incomparable. Next level. Yeah. So I think I'm just getting old and boring as well, though, because I'm like, it just makes us thirsty just makes us thirsty <laughs> and like when I was at home during lockdown for like seven months living back with my parents my mum would keep like trying to cheer us up and she'd be like do you want like a bacon sandwich for breakfast and I go well no because I'll just be thirsty all day and I was like who have I become like <laughs> that's such a, a mum thing to do isn't it any problems it's a, yeah. a big cup of tea and a, a bacon sandwich bacon sandwich my uh my look I've got a half brother he's like 16 and he got um he was in, in lockdown and he was living the lot, living the lot during the summer, coming down at like eleven o'clock in the morning to a bacon mm-hmm. sandwich. He he was absolutely loving it. Bless. And and there's people that do it like um, there's people that have will have a bacon sandwich every morning. Like we think it's a it's a treat, but there's some people it's just a very much a staple in there. I know. When I first got the job in the supermarket, I would get like um, a sausage sarnie in the canteen because it was only like 50p or something. And I'd be like, this is the best job ever. But I was working quite a lot of hours when I first started. And after like your sixth day in a row, you're like, I can't, I physically cannot have a meat sandwich <laughs> every morning. Like... No. There's a, in the office where I am, there's a, there's a Greg's about three doors away. Oof. And people are absolutely ransacking the place. <laughs> because you can't really have like you can't really have kettles or microwaves at work at the minute so people oh, are like yeah. anytime they want a drink they go to greg's and getting stuff and there's people <laughs> coming back like you know like the batch of like 12 donuts yes yeah it's like it's not even anyone's birthday there's about three of us there because obviously no one can be there and it's like <laughs> this is just it's just hard work 
what's like our coffee machine broke in the cafe during August so it was when it was that eat out to help out so it was horrific as it is like I have never seen you know like when you see the queues for Disneyland it was like that but for the cafe yeah. and I was like this is but I don't blame the people like if you get told you're going to get a breakfast for two quid you're going to go get a breakfast for you're two quid for don't blame them like yeah. that as soon as we heard we were doing it we were like Godspeed, everybody. It's going to be a long and difficult month. I, I think that, machine. that eat, eat out to help out, you'd go somewhere more expensive and save the money, surely. Well, that was my tactic. Like, I feel like there was two kinds of, like the working class mentality could be split into two. It was like, you either go somewhere you wouldn't usually go because now it's the kind of price that you would usually pay to eat yeah. out. Or those was the people who were like, no, no, I want the cheap food. Even cheaper. That is what. I... Yeah, I want a full English for one twenty-five. Oh my god, it was so cheap. But I think maybe because the coffee machine was getting used more, it just completely broke, and people were acting like like I'd personally ruined their entire year. Like yeah. I was worse than coronavirus. <laughs> what do you mean your coffee machine is not working? And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. You know what gets me? Similar to that, I ate it when you go to the chippy, and there wasn't any chips ready. Yeah, taking you by surprise here. Like, what were you expecting? <laughs> or oh, just gonna pop some uh, pop some chips in? Obviously, keep them coming all the time. Yeah. Just have them, have them ready. Same when like I don't know if they have this, um, but like, do you, can you get like scraps on your chips? You know, like the batter that falls off the fish. Yeah, you can. Yeah, because I know I couldn't really get it when I was in London. So I know, like, I feel like it's more of like a regional thing. But I hate it when I'll go into the chippy and I'm like, can I have some scraps on my chips? And they're like, oh, we've got no batter. I'm like, what do you mean you've got no batter? Yeah. No, have it ready, man. absolutely. Always have a little pot of butter. So, what's what's the most ordered thing in your cafe, Lauren? Is it a breakfast? Oh, it's, is it a definitely breakfast a breakfast? Yeah, definitely a breakfast. And then sometimes there's like, see, I know people buy their orders. Um, so we've we've got porridge man, and he comes in and orders porridge. That might yeah. come as a surprise. <laughs> and then there's five poached eggs man. And that's the man who I realised I was going to have to learn how to poach eggs because he comes in and orders five poached eggs on toast. Wow. Is he on some so kind of bodybuilding regime? That's the thing. We were like, it must be a fitness thing because it's like brown toast, no butter, five yeah. poached eggs. And I'm like, that is, that's got to be for health rather than enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. I saw a guy once at an all-inclusive like holiday and he was doing that. He was like getting the eggs from the buffet and just eating uh-huh. the egg whites. Ooh. So get it. Get a life, mate. You're, you're on yeah, holiday, do you know what I mean? it off. Yeah, absolutely. And you've chosen yeah. another breakfast item, Lauren, as one of your most overrated items. Yes. And, and I think if we take this one out, you're not left, left with a lot of breakfast options at all, to be honest. See, I, I think maybe this is what it is, is I don't really eat breakfast. Right. So you've chosen cereal. All. I should say you've chosen cereal as one of your... Yeah, I do not. You know, like on an evening when some people will be like, well, I'll have a little bowl of cereal. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like cereal is horrible enough in the morning. It's just a soggy bowl of things that, oh, nah. and then you have that in the evening as well. And I'm like, but it's all cold. And no. I feel like this is, I think you had like a, if you had like a budget cereal as a kid, is this the, is this your See, issue? I think it's because I was a lazy kid. So I preferred to skip breakfast to have say like five more minutes in bed right 
like I was a very streamlined I was like I, I knew all the things up to the age of like 18 when I went to uni I knew all the things I could sacrifice in the morning that yeah. would mean I got more time in bed so it's like sleeping. I shower the night before <laughs> sleeping in uh, the skip breakfast exactly I'd have all my clothes like lined out and uh, looking presentable that doesn't need to happen just put your hair in a <laughs> cracked end bun on the top of your head so I think maybe that's why I've got this really overrated attitude to cereal I'm like no you can function without it I think when, when I was a kid, when I look back at the things I'd eat as a kid at school, the same as you, I'd skip breakfast. L- uh, lunchtime, I'd have a milkshake or a chicken Ooh. burger. And then, nice. But I think I had all my food between the hours of four and five on the evening. Get in, just <laughs> breakfast. It's not breakfast. Like yeah, All your biscuits, get on there. Yes. Get your dinner, and then you just... And then my, my mum would give me like cheese on toast at like half nine at night, like three slices of melted oh. cheese on toast. Nice. But see, that's almost like that would probably fill you up until past your breakfast the following day. I think that's what was happening. I think and I was very like, much yeah. that mentality. I was intermittent, intermittent fasting age 14 without even <laughs> yeah. realising. So you won't have any cereal at all, Lauren, if, if no, you had to have I a... Don't... And you know, like, like when I used to live in London, there was, the, I think there's one, is there one in Birmingham? The lads who did the cereal killer cafe. Uh, I don't know if it made it to Birmingham, but I, I no, know what this is. I'm yeah. sure there's one somewhere else that isn't London. I can't remember where it is. It's in like a big city. And yeah. you're like, I don't like fair play at the lads for starting a business. And I, oh, I think they have shut it now, which is sad. Like, you, you want people's businesses <laughs> to do well. But I just thought I could not. Like, that is the most unappealing thing to me is going to a cafe and being like, would you like to choose from all this cereal? No, no, it's, I would not. It's not a very graceful food to eat is it it's hard to look good no. eating cereal like, like i'm it. very much um a, a bowl in the palm of one hand spoon in the other hand yeah and i'm a, um, I'm a big cereal person actually i know i'm a i like a, a cereal medley is my go thing i have like uh like a golden grahams half of the bowl and the other half yeah. cheerios so you get in the, mm. the the crunch of one cereal and the flavour of another. Maybe that's what I'm missing out on because I find like, like you know, when you have a bowl of, oh, maybe this is where it comes from. Like you'll think, oh, go on then, a nice bowl of cereal. I will have that. And you'll do yourself a bowl of cornflakes or whatever. Put the milk on, but then you forget about it and you come back to like an arts yeah. and crafts project and you're like, well, no, who's enjoying this? It's just a pace. How are you forgetting about a bowl of cereal? That's that's my concern. It's very like. I'm the kind of, like, my mum my the other day called me a waste of a tea bag, which <laughs> sounds a lot worse than it is. Yeah. But it's because she was saying, like, when I was here for, like, the lockdown, she'd say, do you want a cup of tea? And I'd say, yes. She'd make the tea. I would take it, put it down, forget about it. And then she'd come back, like, an hour later and be like, you've not drank that tea? I'd be like, oh, I forgot about it. Can I have another one? And this cycle would just repeat, like, throughout the day. And she'd be like, you're a waste of a tea bag. That's I was like, that is I can 100% see where insult. It's infuriating. <laughs> my, my wife does it. And she'll just put it in the microwave. I'm like, you've made the situation worse. I'd rather do you yeah. a, a fresh one. A fresh Cup. I can't, I can't do it. Um, I just can't focus. I can't focus on one. T- like when I moved into my my flat, I was like, right, I'm gonna like sort of unpack one box of things at a time and work in a very systematic fashion. And then I'd like start painting a wall. And an hour later, I'd be like, oh yeah, I was unpacking the kitchen. Well, no, I wasn't yeah. painting, but I can't focus. Do you think that's because you're a creative person? 
Lauren? It's probably because I'm not bloody having breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. I, I hate, you know, those, those people are so creative, they can't be bothered to clean their own flat. Oh, yeah. I was so busy having ideas that there's just bread everywhere. Like, no, get get your house sorted and you'll have exactly. ideas. Teachers are the worst for that. Teachers are so messy. Yeah. Coming in, eating cereal, eating apples, and you think, God, you've get yourself sorted. Do you know what I mean? I had one teacher friend who, obviously, you know how the schools closed very suddenly, like back in March. They had left, uh, I think it was a banana and half a cup of coffee on their desk. And they were oh. like, yeah, that's going to be there till I go back in September. And I was like, if that was me, I would have to physically break into the school and fix it. I couldn't yeah. come back on that. I've grown no. a new civilization during lockdown. I, I can't. If I'm in bed and I know there's mess downstairs, I can't settle. I have to get up. Yeah. It's it's terrible. I, I, I'm t- I can't have any loose ends in my life. I need everything <laughs> rounded off. Do you know what I mean? Like. I, I was watching um, I'm a Celebrity the other day, and you know, Uh Russell Watson and what's the lady who did Broadway? I can't remember. Ruthie, yeah. Ruthie, yeah. They came in and actually this thing where they were pranking everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, And so they were were messing things up for the campmates, and it was giving me such, my stress levels were through the roof. (laughs) And I was like, please just come clean and tell them what you're doing, because they're going to hate, I don't don't want to, do you know what I mean? I found it so stressful. yeah. I remember like when I'd been to uh, Australia for a few months and I'd like just moved into a new place before I left. So like the whole point of that was like get the flat ready so that I knew when I flew back, like I had a place to live sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and like my, my ex was living there at the time. And I remember like being dead excited to come back. But then when I landed, he'd like he'd moved things around so I had like this little, like, you know, them little like cube shelves and everything was like very neat on it and everything had a place. And I felt really like looking back, I probably overreacted. But when you come back and I was like, I can't focus on anything else other than this is not how I left it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my, my wife's got this thing, I've got like out of context mess. So she'll be like, there'll be like a hairbrush next to the toaster. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how is that even... <laughs> happened like, you know, I can understand like what chain of events have occurred yeah, here exactly and you know when you, you're trying to find something and like I can't even begin to guess where you would have put this yeah I, yeah I find it so stressful I um, remember doing that at university like I woke up in the morning and I used to wear um monthly contact lenses yeah so I would have like one pair of lasses the month I remember waking up one day and they weren't in the little pot by my bed and I'd been on a night out the night before and I was like, well, I've definitely taken them out because I can't see. So, like, they're definitely not in my eyes, but they're not in the pot. And I was like, oh, God, like, have I chucked them down the toilet? Have I put them in the bin? And I was like, no, I wouldn't because I know I've only got, like, one pair every month. But whatever, I'll find them later. I went in the kitchen and made a cup of tea. They were on a banana. Of course they were. Just loose, dried up, completely not ret- retrievable. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's a, that is a thing. That is a phenomenon. It's got, I think it's called um, context-dependent retrieval. Ah. So in, in theory, the theory is if you were to get drunk again, you would then remember where your contact lenses are. Ah, they did like an experiment. I think I did it at, like, at college where I didn't do the experiment. They taught us about it, where scuba divers can remember problems under the water if they learn them there. See what I mean? Ah. Um, so yeah, but I think that's what you're experiencing in that. That is instant. smart. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, speaking of partners and love stories, I think this again, Lauren, might say more about what's going on in your life at the moment. <laughs> you've, you've chosen um, 
Tell us what if you've chosen the Notebook, the film, the Notebook. The film, the Notebook. It's I love a good like slushy feel-good film. Big fan, like especially like watching it with my girlmates, watching it with my mum. Like I love a rom-com. I love a romantic film. I remember like Notebook came out a while ago, didn't it? Like it was definitely when I was yeah. at school. I remember all the girls like talking about the Notebook and sharing like uh, Tumblr pictures from the Notebook. Tumblr. And I watched. It. I'm very, I'm very old. <laughs> I watched it and I thought it was the biggest like overrated heap of shit to the point I was like I don't believe people actually enjoy the film they just know it's popular so I'm like yeah yeah oh wasn't it so romantic I'm like no no, no maybe no. maybe I'm just no, but I am a romantic so I like romantic films and I mean, no, romantic no, gestures no, no spoilers here but I, I felt sorry for the other guy you know the other bloke yeah. he, he was a nice lad and he just got binned so she got exactly. gets with him exactly well Ryan Gosling basically just follows her around until she agrees to go out with him which yeah. is weird. You can't you can't do that now. And then <laughs> then they get together. Then she gets to this other guy who's nice bloke, isn't he? Jimmy, is yeah, he in the army or bloke. something? That guy. There's nothing wrong with him. And then as soon as Ryan Gosling comes back on the scene, she's binned him off. If, if I reckon if social media's around, she would have been playing the field well before Absolutely. Ryan Gosling comes back. Yeah. Just did not one of them one of those films where you're like, I, I think it's got more hype than actual. Like that, it actually being a good, enjoyable yeah. film. What's your favourite rom com, Lauren? What's your go to or romantic Ooh. film? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I like basically anything that's got like Cameron Diaz in it. Okay. Or, or like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Like anything that they're in is going to be a good, like, I prefer a rom com to just a rom. Because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love um I'm a sucker for Hugh Grant. I, I really yeah. am. He's like the the English gent, isn't he? You know, he kind of. Oh, definitely. Like a lot of people criticise Love Actually, but I feel like I feel like especially Christmas films, people hold them to like too high a standard. Yeah. Like, I remember I went to see Last Christmas, ironically, Last Christmas, and I'd read a couple of reviews before I went to see it, and I was like, oh wow, it's like people seem to be not enjoying it. But then when I went to see it, I was like, it's a cheesy, feel-good, festive, yeah. romantic yeah. Christmas film. Like, you can't review it. Like, it's bloody... I can't think of a smart film because I don't watch smart films. The Passion of the Christ, is that a smart film? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I know you mean. It's not It's not Inception, is it? It is what it is. It's yeah. like... Uh, if, you, if you only got to turn Channel 5 on from about mid-November... And yes. Like the, the titles you're getting is like the I think the Christmas Princess was on on Sunday. Oh, see, I love a good. That's my like. I feel like I like to put up like quite like a tough exterior and like especially like I don't give a shit. Um, and then put any you know like the lonely Christmas snowman and I'm like sign me up. That yeah. is what I want to watch. Uh, bad acting, bad script. Yes, please. Yeah, the John Lewis adverts still get me. I, even though I can Every see the time. formula. I'm just, I'm a sucker for it. You know, anything where there's like a, a couple ageing in it? Yes. There's one a few oh. years ago and had, um, you know, is it, She's Always a Woman, that song. She's Always oh, yeah. a Woman to me. And it's a couple meeting at school and growing and it's, oh. I would have gone, I would have gave my will over to John Lewis at, at that point <laughs> if they asked me to. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, I'm not one for, I've got to be in the mood for a, a rom-com. But then I like, you know, it's more calm than rom. Like, I love Hitch, yes. that, that kind of film. I like stuff like that. Yeah. It's just easy, isn't it? Easy, easy watching and 
and different I things. I think a lot of films are overrated, though. I think because I've got a very simple taste when it comes to films. I know when you hear, like, people raving about, oh, it's the film that you need to watch. And I watch it, and I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, and I think it used to really annoy me, because he was, like, super into movies and films. And him yeah. and his friends, like, had a proper rating system of every film they'd go to see. And, like, they would tell me about these, like, masterpiece films I need to watch. And I'd be like... I prefer Wreck-It Ralph, like that. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of that in comedy, especially, isn't there? It's like, um, not a snobbery, but, you know, they've, uh, oh, I wouldn't have done that. That I wouldn't have done that if I was making that. Well, you're not making it. You're doing exactly. 10 minutes yeah. at, to, at a gig tonight. You're not making this Hollywood. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have done it that way. I'm sure, that, I'm sure the director will be glad of your I know, input. I feel like this is why I could, like, never have jokes written for me. Because yeah. I feel like... I've, I've done it once where I might be doing like a run through for a panel show and obviously you all get the same topic but you all mm. write your own material and just like I can't remember what the topic was but say it was like you know Harry and Meghan like all my jokes were very like sort of celebrity like um nothing too highbrow but just sort of like what I would call like heat magazine jokes like very appealing to like people my age very yeah. that kind of thing yeah. and some people were making like such like smart political nuanced points and I was like they're so they're good jokes but those jokes wouldn't work in my voice no, like they exactly. just wouldn't off <laughs> it's got to be what what you think about the thing hasn't it that's that's exactly. the only way it can anyway it can work um so the, the last thing you've chosen Lauren is uh, a bit different to the others you've gone for gender reveal parties yes um, I think it's as well. I'm at the age where everybody seems to get pregnant, everybody. And I'm like, that's fine. That's cool. Whatever. Enjoy your baby. But then the whole, the gender reveal parties just feel like they're getting like more elaborate and more elaborate. And at the end of the day, all it is, is finding out whether you've got to buy stuff that's blue or pink, which at the end of the day is really outdated anyway. Like. Yeah, it's, um, it's getting more elaborate. Like people are like setting off balloons, different colour balloons. Yeah, like confetti cannons. And like you see like, to be fair, I think the only reason now that I want to get pregnant is to have a party. But like, I don't <laughs> want it to be a gender reveal party. I'm just like, if I could take the party you are throwing just to announce like, yeah what your unborn child's going to be but if we could just remove that element that's a banging party but you're yeah. wasting it on such a boring like does anybody really care whether no. you're having a boy or a girl like anybody no it's I... not like people are like fuck yeah one of the, the other way i don't know i think um i, I know a few people that have done it and it, they've, they've like set up a camera yeah and like, then they've yeah. like filmed the reveal and it's like oh this is a bit your baby shouldn't be content it's you know it's exactly it all feels a bit like overhyped and like if someone was telling me oh I'm having a baby I don't think the first thing I would say is is it a boy or a girl I'd be like oh congratulations maybe I might say do you know what you're having and if they said no I wouldn't be like ah I really wanted to know it's like or are you you gonna find out that's what I ask you are you gonna you're gonna find out what, what it is yeah I, um, I'm just going to scroll past all the pictures when it's born anyway. Like <laughs> I, I don't know if this makes me weird. And I tried doing this as stand-up once and the audience were absolutely horrified. And whenever, whenever somebody shows me a baby scan, I immediately look for a dick, like straight away. <laughs> and, and I've like, heard of that happening though, when like, say like, I don't know if it says doctors or people have pointed out like a willy on the scan photo and the people have gone oh, we didn't know we were having a boy. Yeah. And it's like, hey, imagine. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, um, 
you'd, you'd be good, but I think I don't know. And it's it's the uh, pronouns, isn't it? That's where they can slip up the nurses. Yes, you, yeah. you know, here she is. She's looking well, and it's like, oh. Yes, yeah. someone's told me like my friends are a midwife, and she said that they're like so hammered into them to always refer to it as like baby. Yeah, mummy and baby, the... the baby, the baby. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's so... But then that feels so, like, impersonal, doesn't it, to be, like, the baby? feels very official. Yeah, yeah, very, very formal for a, yeah. a fetus. Yeah. I don't know. Are you, I don't you... have a scan for or maybe, maybe these overrated things in my head are all deep-rooted, just issues that I've got, because I never had a scan for or either. The machine was broke. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, so I don't have, like... I don't mean a scan for my child. I'm not pregnant. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but for like the scan of me as a baby, the machine was broke, so I don't have like a baby scan for. Oh my god! So maybe that's why I'm like so overrated. Like yeah, all, all your things, Lauren, seem to be you know very personal and, and, yeah. and deep. So, These yeah. are things that I've missed out on in life, so yeah. that means they're overrated. <laughs> yeah, get, get rid of. But that's that's actually quite a good way of dealing with stuff. That's that's how I deal with a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to go anyway. I didn't want to do that thing anyway. It's, it's overrated. That's not. Oh, absolutely. That's like when all my gigs started going. I was like, didn't want to be a comedian anyway. It was just, was just doing it for a laugh. <laughs> yeah. What's um, what's your diary like, Lauren? Have you got stuff in? So got... empty. Yeah. It's so so empty. I've got like one gig booked in in January, which got moved from like november or something yeah and then i've got like leicester booked in in february for the oh, comedy okay. festival yeah but i think that's a thing that'll probably happen online if it doesn't go ahead in person yeah it feels um, soon february feels yeah. soon to be it feels a lot sooner than i would like yeah. it to be but other than that like that's all i've got booked in and i'm kind of like not looking for things either because yeah. i'm like there's nothing i think a lot of people did this when gigs started coming back in the summer people started obviously like grabbing for gigs again and then they all got cancelled and i think like the disappointment was worse the second time round. and i was yeah, like i'm just not setting myself up for a for a big old fall because then i'll be like comedy's overrated <laughs> yeah i think i think that's last time i saw you actually was in leicester this year, yes, 2020, yay. and I think you'd done a preview of your show, and then we were doing like a I late had. night thing. And then I was having a little free pizza. Yeah, but we had no idea then. That was literally maybe like a few weeks before. Yeah, that was 20-something of February, so yeah. literally like, it was probably one of the last gigs I did. Yeah, it was... Um, which is weird. Yeah, it's... Because I think it's, the day uh, after, I did a gig to 11,000 people at the arena in Newcastle. Oh, my God. And just the concept of that now... Yeah. To gig to that many people just feels like obscene. Well, that's so what, obscene. That's what gets me. I think, you know, this is, you know, this is the world now. Then I'll watch like, um, I'll watch it. I watched the Bruce Springsteen concert. Yeah. Um, yeah. On YouTube yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is worlds away. This is never going to happen. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be, we're not going to be bumping and grinding for a good, a good two years now. I don't, I don't yeah. Think. Well, we were on about festivals the other day because like I used to love, this was the first year I've not been to a music festival since I was about like 17. Yeah. Really love festivals. And I was like, when are festivals going to come back? Because they are like, there is no personal space and boundaries no. at festivals. No, there's <laughs> not. And it's going to, you know, even if they, they come back, it's got to be viable for the promoters and the people putting it on. Like, you're not going to have, imagine 5,000 people at Glastonbury. It'd be, oh my God. It'd be yeah. tragic. <laughs> All space out. Yeah, definitely. So I did like, um, 
a socially Newcastle had this socially distanced like arena gig outdoors so everyone was like in little sort of like pig pens so there was I think up to five people in a uh, well they weren't called pens they were called like pods or something but they yeah. absolutely, absolutely like pig pens um and it looked like mad and a lot of people like criticized it online being like mm, well you wouldn't catch me going to that and I'm like well cool don't go but if you miss like outdoor events and live events that's that's what we have to do for now. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely got so much more respect for promoters, especially ones that listen to this since the, the, the lockdown stuff and how they've kept on and trying to get things on. Yes. Because yes. I'm, I'm just the kind of person that's like, oh, it's fucked. I'll do something else. But yeah, that was a, very much me. Like pain, one weekend, I was like, I'm going to get a job. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was me because you know, I like, uh, I was thinking, God, this is it. We, we're done. We, we need something. And I think emotionally, you need to get to that point sometimes. Like, oh, I've got to just do something else for a bit. And this is all going to. Yeah. It's that fine line at the minute between like, you want to like comfort performers and artists and people who work in arty jobs yeah. and be like, <laughs> nobody is saying that you have to give up what you're doing yeah but maybe it would be wise yeah <laughs> it might be nice to have some money you did something else <laughs> yeah it'd be nice if you can have some money coming in so yeah, yeah. um lauren if you've got anything that you think is underrated that you wanted to champion or talk up or you think deserves more recognition the flavor butterscotch Massively underrated. I'm I'm hugely on board with this. Robert. I feel like there's not enough like like butterscotch angel angel delight is the best angel it delight. Best. Like absolutely love it. I've bought like a liter bottle of you know that like morning syrup that the coffee shops yes, have. Yeah. Like the butterscotch butterscotch one, and like I put it in my hot chocolate. I put it in my Bailey's. Like it improves the taste what of is, everything. What is the scotch element of butterscotch? I don't actually know. I don't know what That's it is. A good question. It's not whiskey. It's not, if you have, I was going to say, does it come from Scotland? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? It's not Scotch egg, is it? It's not butter and Scotch egg. <laughs> yeah, where does the Scotch and Scotch egg come from? I don't know. It's. But, oh yeah, my god, I, we've opened up a wormhole here. Scotch yeah. tape. But <laughs> but 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 butterscotch. You're absolutely right. It's, it's amazing. And a Werther's original. I think Werther's original is a butterscotch, yes, aren't they? Yeah. But I feel like, you know, like salted caramel is like, that's a thing that's overrated. Um, like salted caramel is everywhere as a flavour, but how nice would be like, you know, when you get a donut from a supermarket, it'll have like either strawberry jam or like chocolate in the middle yeah. or custard, just like a butterscotch donut. Oh, wow. Yes, please. There's not enough butterscotch flavoured things. I think butterscotch in chocolate would be nice, like a yeah. creamy butterscotch and some dairy milk. What is the like... Um... Is it is it the the buttermilk bars? Is that is that butterscotch? You see those? Ooh, I don't know what they are. Let me um. Well, this is probably this isn't a good podcasting, but I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> look at it and you're, you're, as soon as you see the wrapper, you'll know what I mean. Uh huh. It, it's like blue. It's like a gold wrapper with blue writing. Ooh. It's like you know you see these ye old sweet shops everywhere. Yes, you, you, yeah. You get them in there, and I, I think that's butterscotch, and it, it is incredible. It's a good flavour. I used to make a good cocktail when I was at uni and it was uh, Bailey's milk because um, <laughs> you got to get your calcium when you're getting drunk. <laughs> Bailey's milk, a shot of vodka, a shot of like white rum or coconut rum and then that butterscotch syrup. Wow. And it was gorgeous. It was so nice. <laughs> that sounds sickly. It was, oh, it was probably, I gave myself a lot of heart problems drinking yeah. it, but... <laughs> I can see why you're losing contact lenses, drinking I know. onto that stuff. 
Great stuff. Okay, Laura, well, thanks very much for, for doing this and, and coming on. I appreciate Thank it. I'll, I'll, I'll stop the recording now anyway. That was Lauren Patterson. Thank you very much to Lauren for doing the podcast and thank uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, apologies, there was a few sound issues in, in that episode. It was a bit echoey. It was one of the first ones we did and uh, we're still playing around with the sound and stuff. So if you stuck with it, I appreciate it. And I endeavour to be better in the future. That's all we can ever do. You know, We're always trying to strive, always trying to improve uh, in every sense, both podcasting and a lot of spiritually, certainly spiritually. Um, Speak to you next week.